Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, the first Thanksgiving, when the, the Eldar descended from heaven to kill the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Their buckle hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Lord Boys. <sighs> Jamie's gonna make that sound. He's gonna add some like keyboards and stuff in the background. Oh, sick! Yeah, like He's a, gonna make that sound a like lot a better. good, a good little like yeah. flourish on there. Yeah, a nice little do 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 do. You know, maybe some lasers or something like pew, 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 shooting off in the background. Yeah. Hope you did this. We didn't tell you, Jamie. I hope this isn't the first time you're finding out about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. My name's Ethan. Uh, I'm I'm hosting this show today. Uh, the Lore Boys Comedy Lore Show. Uh, would you call us comedy, Peter? What would you say? What would you say we are? I think we're very funny. I, maybe, maybe we don't fit in <laughs> such a neat little box. My mom says we're funny. We're the show that talks about interesting fictions. Um, yeah. New tagline: well, uh, historians that don't have to go to school, yeah, or read books. Fake history being the best history, of course. That's what I'm told. Um, I'm of course joined. By Peter O'Donohue with uh, and no James Miller today. No, because he's talking to a man in Japan. He yeah, he's talking to a man in Japan right now for work. He uh, also holiday schedules get crazy. I got sick on Monday. Uh, we all got distracted on Sunday, except for Peter. Peter's old old reliable PD. What was I doing on Sunday? You weren't doing anything. You were good on Sunday. Oh right. Yeah. I was I could have done it on Sunday, but I was like, oh, let's push it to Monday if everyone's cool with it. And Jamie was like, I can't do Monday. And I was like, well, I don't want to do Monday. Yeah, but you because on Sunday you were just like, I got to do a Christmas thing and I want to get drunk, but I won't if I don't have to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did get drunk. Felt terrible on Monday. So oh, well, that you know, you, you know what comes full circle. Yeah, I've been hungover in the past. I had there's no pity for hangovers because you you poisoned yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. So sorry for the delay, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I hope it was an easy 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you didn't miss us too much. Like, no. I know it can be like living without water, but yeah. you know, I hope you still managed to get on that public transit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we're talking about Warhammer today. Warhammer 40k specifically. Huzzah! To celebrate our 50k. Yes, Warhammer 50k to celebrate our 50k. Did thing. we reach 50k before Warhammer? Uh, yeah, that's fucking embarrassing, guys. It's been yeah. out since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, shout out to someone on our Discord for that joke. I don't remember who. Was uh, it Dak? Yeah, maybe. It's, oh, that's we're, always my guess. Yeah, we're just going to always say it's our patron Dak <laughs> anytime anytime uh, somebody else comes up on the show. Because I'm like a poltergeist. I, I, I like haunt the Discord every yeah. once in a while, and I just see a couple of names. Yeah. <laughs> There's always more. We did it with Gex when it was actually Logue's. Right. Uh, suggestion re- recommendation that we do gex not not woodies but hey um dak shout out my guy yeah. great jokes uh even if they're not your jokes great jokes yeah exactly uh, great stealing other people's jokes <laughs> so we have done one other warhammer 40k episode uh, uh no we've done two Oh, we did the Horus Heresy ones as well. Yeah. No, because there's that. There is that one. I can't remember the actual complete theme of it. It was like the Primarchs and the Great Crusade. 
because I drew that space marine who had appointed a man sheriff by killing another man. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was part of the Horus Heresies. So what? the Horus Heresies, or we did the lead up to the Horus Heresies. It was like the, the years 20,000 to 30,000, where the, okay. the the god emperor of mankind yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. like fused with machines, yeah, which I... leads into 40k eventually. And we also did the Necron. And we did the Necron creation stories. So we've done, I guess, Imperium creation. We've done... Uh, uh, Necron creation, and now we're going to be doing Eldar creation. Whoa! Uh, eventually, I'm sure we'll cover all of them. Tyranids were actually the ones I've played in high school, and they're ones that I haven't really done any research on yet. Yeah. Um, if you like these episodes, let us know. Uh, we've got a Twitter, we got a Facebook, we got a Discord. We uh, have a MySpace. Links are probably somewhere on the the app or page that you're listening to us on right now. Uh, we also have a YouTube. So yeah, that's true. The Eldar myth cycles are an ancient force that binds the Eldar race together and lays the basis for their perception of their historic path. Known amongst themselves as the Asuriani, the Eldar are an ancient race of elf-like humanoids. They once controlled the galaxy, but are now of a dying race. Okay. They are in Total War 3. Like Total Probably. War Warhammer 3, as far as I know. Probably. They mostly, from what I understand, are they the one who are, they're the ones who wear like kind of the stony white armor with the red ponytails? I mean, you can paint them different colors. Okay. They're like very lithe figures. They're else. I'm not sure if you're thinking of the Tau is the problem. No, Tau are machines straight up, right? Or no, no Tau are like gross aliens inside of the robots. They have like the blue faces with no nose. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, I'm not talking about the Tau. Yeah, I'm like super. I'm super not a visual person. Okay. Uh, so it's hard for me to describe kind of like what they look like. I, they, they do have like Harlequin. Class like they have Harlequin classes, which are like uh, they're like Harlequins, like they're dressed yeah. up in like very like patterned colors. Um, that said, I think the main factions are blue and red. Uh, there's probably some white, but uh, I will figure it out whenever I get around to drawing this picture. Exactly, they're they're Elven in a lot yeah. of ways. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're 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 the the Elves uh, of I guess like if you take. Warhammer Age of Sigmar, and we've kind of, in our Age of Sigmar episodes, we kind of linked the two universes together in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, if you just extend the elf lives for 40,000 years, you end up with the Eldar. Okay, cool. Um, now, it's the space elf to the space man to the space orc yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Now, uh, we have done the Necron episode. Yes. Uh, we've done three. So I think, I actually think we did two episodes on Horus in the lead up, but. Uh, you do not need to listen to the Imperium ones to gain much more out of this episode. Okay. Um, I think it's they're interesting to listen to, and I think you should go give them a listen because they flesh out the universe. They kind of flesh out, you know, or the universe, the galaxy specifically, uh, which I'll get into why this episode, why it only takes place in a galaxy and not in the universe at large. Okay. Um, but the Necron episode pr- probably has a more direct tie. Again, there's nothing in the Necron episode that you need to have heard to enjoy this episode. But uh, it'll probably enrich the experience because uh, we're eventually the Eldar and the Necron eventually weave together in a very pivotal moment for okay, cool, both yeah. both species. It's not what it's like. Not every meal needs seasoning, but if you want to season this episode with a little Necron, exactly. a little pinch, you just yeah. toss it in there. Some like Necron uh, to taste. Some some mummified uh, corpse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mummified cancerous corpses. You want to <laughs> sprinkle those mummy dust to taste, yeah. and then throw on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> mummy dust to taste. Uh, so um, I guess. For anyone who uh, is going to listen to this episode and not heed the, the the warning or the the recommendation to listen to our Necron one, uh, we talked about the uh, Catan, who are star vampires. 
Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Necron and their who they were originally, the, the Necron, Necron tier. Yeah. Um, and we talked about old ones who eventually went to war with the Necron. Or, the, the old ones were, from what I understand, from what I recall, like a primordial race of lizard people. They were the first race in the galaxy, right? Uh, as far as anyone can tell, um, of which uh, plenty of people were descended, including a lot of the people who we're going to talk about today. Oh. Uh, so we're mainly focusing on old ones uh, oh, today. Shit. Uh, because they give birth to the Eldar race. Oh. Uh, they also give birth to plenty of other races, uh, including some like Eldritch Horrors out of the warp by accident. Whoa! That happens a lot in these sorts of things. Yeah, that's it. It was yeah. So they, they basically, they go to war with the Necron eventually, and in their desperation, they're like, well, we have access to the warp, which was uh, the big thing that the Necron tier and the Catan did not have, is they didn't have faster than light travel. Okay. So the old ones could like whip around the galaxy and like get behind them and flank, no problem, and yeah. just like show up anywhere and like devastate them. They they could find the screen door leading to the back of anybody's base, basically. Yeah. And eventually, when uh, the Necron tier give up their mortal forms, um, they 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 eventually gain access to the warp as well. Okay. Some some level of mastery over the warp. So the fall of the Eldar led to them losing their homeworlds, scattering them across the cosmos, where they now reside amongst planet-sized starships known as craft worlds. Cool. So when you play them in Warhammer 40K, they're from a specific craft world, which is just like a ship that's the size of a planet that they, they all live on. Is it like a themed ship? Is everyone different? Is every single one different? Uh, probably. Okay. I, I, I haven't actually done the research. I, I never really played Eldar. I know one guy who had one figure of Eldar. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the, most, I, that's the most of my like actual gaming with them. Okay. Um... And like I said, we're kind of talking about their past or their prehistory. So uh, I don't get into craft worlds too much. Uh, okay. If everybody likes this episode, I could totally do an episode on modern Eldar, you know. Um, but I had to wrap it up somewhere. And, you know, a couple... Is that the craft world couple ten thousand, A couple tens of thousands of years of history felt like uh, just about enough. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, so, like I said, if we remember our last episode, we talked about Necron, uh, the old ones, Necron Tier. Uh, they went to war. That war came to be known to the Necron as the War in Heaven. Okay. Um, during that, that conflict, there was also the Eldar. So during the War in Heaven with the Necron, the Eldar were there. Or the, the Eldar were either created during the War in Heaven or created before the War in Heaven. Different sources kind of say different things okay. on the subject. So a codex being like the rule book for the race says they were created uh, during where there are some novels that say they were created before. Okay, but were they created by things Sorry? in heaven? Like as, like as they were... The, it was heaven fighting against the Necron, correct? So it was the old ones fighting against the Necron. Right, okay, there you and go. And the old ones are... Created the Eldar. The old ones created the Eldar. They're considered the Eldar gods. Okay. Um, it's Is, not... I don't, I'm actually not sure if it's ever fully confirmed, but okay. like uh, most sources seem to point to that conclusion. Okay. So. Uh, the Eldar race are descended from Isha, the goddess of the harvest, and Kurnos, the god of the hunt, uh, through the two brothers Eldanesh and Ulthanesh. Okay, so they're like, they're woodsy folk, basically. Elves. They're rural. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, god of the hunt, god of the harvest. Yeah. Uh, the first leader was Eldanesh, who, with the support of his brother Ultanesh, led the Eldar to many victories over many foes, uh, such as the nightmarish Haresh Salane, uh, of which little is known, except that the Eldar exterminated them basically um 
And imagine if they were like super adorable. It's just yeah. like, oh, they were nightmarish, but yeah. we got rid of all of them. Don't it's, you worry. It's the race of Kirby's. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in their moment of creation, the Eldar were given one gift by each god. Asurian gave the Eldar wisdom so that they may know themselves. Isha gave the Eldar love so that they may know one another. Val gave the Eldar the artifice as a means to make their dreams realities. Lilith gave the Eldar joy uh, so that they would be happy. Kurnos gave the Eldar desire so that they would prosper. Moray Heg gave the Eldar foresight so that they would know their place in the world. Cain gave the Eldar anger so that they may have a means to defend their gifts. Okay. I'm sure desire and anger will in no way create issues going forward. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, one of them definitely, one of those two definitely will create issues going forward. Yeah. Is it is it desire? Are they just too lusty? Actually, now that you mention it, Pete, both of those will create yeah, huge problems at different times. Oh, but huge problems. I thought it would be in like in conjunction, junction with each other. No, so they never really play off each other that much. Okay, they can only have one mood at a time. Uh, n- yeah. <laughs> well, no, they can definitely have two moods at a time because. Okay. Well, is foresight a mood? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm feeling real foresight right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Unless those are like the themes of the craft world. It's like, oh, you, you don't want to go to that desire craft world. It's just a sweaty orgy all the time. <laughs> um, so what we're going to start with is anger and foresight. Okay. Uh, in the first days of the Eldar, there was no separation of the mortal Eldar and their gods. They lived and worked among each other in peace. Okay. Uh, like I said, peace uh, might be relative because this might be during the war in heaven with the Necron. So peace with one another at war with an entire other species. Yeah. And uh, star vampires. <laughs> so this was all well and good until Lilith, uh, a maiden goddess among the Eldar, dreamed of the Eldar bringing about the destruction of Cain, the Elder God typically associated with murder, violence, destruction, and war. Uh, he's, he's the one who gave them anger. He's the anger one. Yeah, yeah. He's the like angry, the Bible guy. He's the angry boy. Uh, not spelled the same, but was Cain and was biblical Cain angry? He killed his brother. That's true. He killed a quarter of the Earth's population at the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's pretty, Whoa, pretty serious. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, Cain, knowing full well that Lilith often had prof- prophetic dreams of at least some degree of accuracy. Yeah, she was foresight, right? Uh, yeah. Well, she gave she gave them joy, but she was the goddess of foresight. She right. is the goddess of foresight. Yeah. She gave them joy. Uh, whether or not she foresaw them joyously. Uh, Bringing about the destruction of Cain, we'll have to stay tuned to find out. Just skipping. <laughs> like, just like throwing flowers at him, and that's like what ends up killing him. Like, nah, no, my only allergies. Yeah. <laughs> um, he took it very seriously. He figured the best course of action was to start a conflict with the Eldar to wage his own war of extermination, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I sure do, buddy. Yeah, so this is kind of where my timeline uh, gets a little muddy uh, because uh, if they're engaged with the necron right now i think lilith has the prophetic vision after the war if they're not engaged with the necron lilith kind of has the prophetic vision before the war right so we'll say lore boys canon they're not yet engaged okay and this is a coin flip for me uh both seem to make sense uh from the sources that i read the codex and the it seems like it'd be pretty distracting if you were currently at war with star vampires and their evil robot minions to not just like start a civil war as well at the yeah, same right? time like yeah, in the background because your cousin had a bad dream yeah like, exactly. <laughs> but you've also got the gift of foresight and you didn't see this like yeah. you know it would be way better right now two wars <laughs> yeah. one in the family though yeah exactly yeah. so much better i want to kill 
her kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're looking at me funny and distracting <laughs> me from killing zombies. The worst fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first Thanksgiving when the the Eldar descended from heaven to kill the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Their buckle hats. Yeah, yeah. Their buckle hats. The Eldar are just there with like blankets and corn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Kane with like a big blunderbuss and like stupid buckle hat. <laughs> the big trumpet gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kane took to the streets, wading through the innocent Eldar with boyish abandon, doing his darnest to annihilate his would-be annihilators. The slaughter was to such a horrifying degree that Isha, goddess of the earth and mother to the Eldar, petitioned Asurian, the wisest and foremost of the Eldar gods, to put a stop to it. Uh, so her children are being slaughtered. And she's like... I'm going to talk to dad about this. <laughs> the patriarch of the family has got to do something. Uh, and uh, so Asurian, dad, yeah. uh, listens to both sides, of course. Uh, Isha's side that she didn't want her children butchered completely. Kane's uh, that a friend of theirs had a bad dream featuring him in the elder. And, and Asur- he's just like, hmm. <laughs> dad, in his infinite wisdom. Hand in his sweater vest pocket. Yeah, poking a- his pipe, stamming his son. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Asurian, in his infinite wisdom, decided that the best course of action was to paint a line down the middle of the room and tell all the Eldar to stay on one side and all the gods to stay on the other. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, the uh, it's like I love Slanesh. Yeah, that's it. The the, the Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Slanesh's Island. Uh, funny you say Slanesh, Peter. Hmm. Yeah. That's the only god name that I could remember. Huh? Well, it's a good one to remember for this episode. Let me tell Sick. you. Sick. Uh, so uh, Slanesh- oh no, there's Nergal. Who is uh, Garfield's There's Nurgle as well. There's Corn, the blood god. Right. Uh, skulls for the skull god, or skulls for the skull throne. Yeah. Um, so uh, he he uh, divides the Eldar and their gods. He puts some sort of whatever. He he brings the gods into heaven, or he he puts the Eldar on a different planet. It's unclear. Yep. There's some kind of chalk line down this coconut hut. Yeah. Uh, the satis- yeah, down the middle of the coconut, the bamboo TV. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this satisfied Cain for the most part. But for Isha and Kurnos, it was torturous. They loved their children and could not bear to be away from them by a magic line painted on the floor of their apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and so they went to Val, the friendly town blacksmith, to ask for help. He's the one who gave the Eldar artifice. Oh, that's their crafting thing. The ability to yeah. make uh, computers, basically. Okay, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Val, the amicable fellow that he is, knew just what to do. With the help of the parents, Val forged spirit stones for Isha and Kurnos. Magic rocks through which the mortal Eldar could communicate with the gods. Drink up. Of course, everybody uh, listening at home, do a push-up, uh, send a text to your mother, do something that we always do to honor the fact that Magic Rocks have come up again once more in our uh, our great podcast yeah. uh, and our great history of various video game retellings. Well, you got something on your hand there? I somehow uh, ended up with candied sugar on my hand, so somebody was eating candy on this couch, Peter. Uh, oh, no, that's because um, Dara got a princess cake for her birthday. That's what it is. And uh, put her castle bits on those coasters. I've been finding a lot of... Uh, oh, that's what it is. I've been finding a lot of glitter, and I was kind of wondering where it came from. But the uh, the princess turrets and the, the princess gateway that you have on your coffee table makes yeah. a lot of sense. The ones, like, glimmering in the light? Yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. a lot of sense. My girlfriend had a very Disney birthday. I got her a year of Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. She better enjoy it while it lasts, because I'm canceling that shit. Mm-hmm. Just because I love you, her doesn't mean I'm spending that much money. You uh, gave her a poisoned apple. You I did. promised her legs, but told her she couldn't speak when she used them. Yeah, especially, well, especially that one. That, yeah. was, that was the best one. Yeah. Uh, I promised to marry her, but only after getting her out of a glass coffin. Uh-huh. You let the, the cat take her hostage in um, his castle, her castle. Yeah, exactly. Um, I lied to her uh, so that I could look good uh, by association. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, kind of what Mushu does in Mulan. You had her make a deal with the devil for the life of her ex, who then dumped her, uh, and then you ended up saving her from the devil. Saving her from Hades, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this, the Greek devil. You're Greek, so. Yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, oh you um, I lied to her about my identity mm-hmm. and how much money I had. And then uh, when a wizard turned into a big snake, I got her out of an hourglass. I don't know that one. That's Aladdin. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember the snake in the hourglass. Anyway. Uh, Aladdin lore coming soon. <laughs> um, we're trying to get, we're trying to, we're just, uh, for anyone uh, listening at home, uh, SEO is super important for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Disney Plus is kind of big right now. So we're just trying to like, now we can put all those tags in the episode. Info, yeah, exactly. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I, me- I mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched on Gogoblogian yet, but I will at some point. Now I'm sure uh, when somebody Googles uh, Disney Aladdin, the Lore Boys is going to come up. Fuck yeah, first result. Hit, yeah, the, the, the first result about the Warhammer 40K episode yeah. about the Eldar. <laughs> um, so uh, Magic Rocks, through which the uh, Isha and Kurnos, uh, goddess of the ha- uh, harvest and god of the hunt, yep. could communicate with their children, the mortal Eldar. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they're, the, um, well, they're, 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 they're the woodsy gods. Yeah, exactly. They're the, the tree planter gods. Exactly. Uh, the hippie gods. It was through these stones that Isha and Kronos would raise their children from across the veil, all in secrecy, of course. They knew Cain would be furious if he ever found out they had maintained a relationship with their children after oh, he had worked have... so hard to estrange they them. They have s- secret magic burner phones to, yeah. to, to, to call their kids, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what are you, what are, why are you talking into that rock? Uh, it's my uh, drug dealer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. My magic uh, god drug dealer. Hello, yes, Nergal. More crack, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so helplessly addicted. <laughs> More chaos crack, please. Yeah. What's that, Mom? And uh, sure as story, uh, Cain would stumble one day across Isha and Kurnos communicating with the mortal Eldar. Caught with their pants down, Cain went straight to Assyrian. Oh no. It's like, Dad, you drew a freaking line down the room. And when I went to, when I got back from the bathroom, there was uh, Isha foot o- toeing the toeing the line, foot over the line there, you know, or just just yelling at them from a, from the other side of the room. <laughs> that, that's not allowed. That can't, that's not fair. Come on, <laughs> line drawn to the middle. Yeah, like like through the middle of the TV. There's like, but still two different shows playing somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two halves of shows. The <laughs> uh, Assyrian was sympathetic with Isha and Kurnos. They had broken the law. A law which Assyrian himself had created. Look, I forbade you from ever communicating with the creations that you love so much. Yeah. Only to protect them from your, uh, like, murderous brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he decreed that the lover gods were guilty and handed down the very reasonable sentence that they be turned over to Cain to do with as he wished. Uh-oh. In the, tra- in the tradition of the gods of ancient Greece, would you care to guess what sort of punishment Cain would cook up for the two? Uh, yeah, probably something pretty bad. Torture, like eternal torture. Well, uh, so if, if we consider... Um, is one of them like a Prometheus thing where he gets his liver pecked out constantly? It could be. Uh, so they, I like to think, and this this is not, this was never elaborated on, but I just thought this is a fun thought experiment that we could do on the show. Okay, yeah. Uh, I really, I, I had this pitched for Jamie, so if he's listening at home, uh, yell it out, Jamie. We'll uh, hear you. Yeah, we'll hear you. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of thinking like, they, every time they see their kids, uh, their kids can't see them or something, you know, like... Some sort of terrible oh, tragedy where yeah. they're like, like the Twilight Zone, where he breaks his glasses after ending up in the library dimension or whatever. Uh, yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some cruel irony. 
Okay. Uh, Kane tortured them, apparently, uh, quote, using every cruel art he knew, uh, end quote. But I couldn't find more info on the specifics of the torture. Which every I time think... they saw their kids, all they did was complain about homework. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, the kids suddenly loved Kane. They're like, we want to go hang out with, with Uncle Kane. No! <laughs> now, public uh, opinion of Kane at the time was pretty mixed. But most of the gods agreed that he, they thought he was going too far with the whole torture the parents for wanting to be with their children thing. He wasn't polling very well. Okay, yeah. Uh, He's at a solid 35%. Not good, not terrible, exactly. but you know. Listen, Kane, buddy, uh, I think your platform is great. Uh, really, what's killing you out there is the fact that you keep torturing parents for loving their children. That's really just not settling well with the Midwest demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in a traditional household. What could I say? I'm just, I'm just being real. Yeah. <laughs> Look, my father told me, if anybody breaks my laws, they get to be tortured by the one who they wronged. So, <laughs> in my America... <laughs> this message has been approved by... Uh, campaign for Kane. <laughs> campaign for Kane. Uh, one god, in particular, felt especially bad about the whole thing. Vault. He'd made the magic rocks, which got them into the whole mess. Oh, he was the cell phone guy. Mm-hmm. He was the, the cell phone dealer, the guy who gave them the burner phones. The smith. So, Vault went to Kane and petitioned for the release of the lovebirds. And to his credit, the two eventually came to an agreement. Cain, god of war, bloodshed, and all things violent, agreed to release Ishan Kurnos on one on the condition that Vol deliver him one hundred swords by year's end. I don't know why he needs a hundred of them. That doesn't even sound like that many for a god of war. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's in a year. Vol, being the god of artifice, was a master smith. A single one of his blades in the hand of a mortal Eldar would be able to vanquish a thousand others. Oh, okay. So one sword is equal to a thousand swords, so a hundred swords is equal to, I don't know, 5,200? Uh, easily. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. A, a, sword a, a sword a day? Keeps the old ones away. Or it keeps the Necron ones? away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Val uh, was like, yippee! Uh, immediately sets to work, content that he'd be, a- be able to sa- save his friends. Jumps with- up, clicks his heels. With his glasses gl- fall off and immediately shatter. Yeah. He's like, no, oh, no. <laughs> my smithing glasses. Yeah, his hammer falls out of his pocket immediately shatters. Shatters. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like gets knocked out of the, the belt hoop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, and then he calls the, the god of smithing hammers. Then he's like, forge me a hundred hammers by year's end. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Using a sword to like try to hammer it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he was pretty happy that he'd be able to save his friends with about 100 swords. Uh, so plenty of hard work, long breaks, and paid lunches later. The year was up, and Vol had 99 swords. Dang. Uh, if only he hadn't stopped for that haircut. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked so good on him. It's <laughs> uh, not at- even a good on, like, frosted tips. He's like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hearing a knock at the door, uh, Vol hurriedly tossed a vanilla sword into the pile and called it a day. Uh, Kane, so pleased with the weapons, was he that he released Ishan Kurnos, and for the for the while, the Eldar and their gods were able to live in peace. So Kane did not notice that one vanilla sword, that one needle in a haystack, yeah, that vanilla sword in a stack of uh, god weapons. Yeah, the one wooden one. Yeah, that's it. I'm just picturing like like very World of Warcraft or like. Final Fantasy VII Buster Sword, like giant elaborate swords with like jagged edges and they like glow blue. Yeah. And then, like you say, just like one wooden sword. It's like a, just a plank of wood with sword written on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> or sword like hammered with nails into it. Because he's a smith, Peter. You yeah, gotta remember that. Yeah. No, no, no paint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Don't so, use that one last. That's the, the strongest one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say so. Yeah. Boy, it feels so light in my hands. It must be truly powerful. <laughs> so well balanced. I'd never get t- tired swinging this yeah, around. Yeah. Um, so uh, he Kane lets uh, Isha and Kronos go. He's like, I know. I know. Your children are eventually going to leave to my untimely demise, and you threaten my life with your actions, but I got a hundred sick-ass swords out yeah. of it. So you know what? Godspeed, Ishan Kronos. <laughs> uh, still, still don't talk to your kids, though. <laughs> yeah. still, better not, still better not find you talking to those kids, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to live out the rest of your life in uh, loneliness. You got it? But you're not being tortured, so that's all right. Yeah, so that's all right. Uh, so, Indeen, uh, so the Eldar and the gods were actually able to find another kind of peace. There was still the divide, but it did seem to be a little less strained, you like, know, peacefully separated that's right kane kind of got used to it after a while too like whatever you know yeah. maybe the elder like say prayers and stuff sometimes but whatever you know it's kind of okay every time i get a boner one of them is praying probably yeah. <laughs> kane, that's how gods work kane even uh, ends up taking a liking to some of the elder uh-oh in a zeus way or in a different way he and their foremost warrior among them uh eldenesh whose name you may remember as the first of the elder yes uh fought many battles together against the horde of Horesh Salane. Uh, so that one quote right there is kind of why the timelines were split. Cause a lot of them explicitly said like, Oh, they were created during the war in heaven to fight the Necron. Uh, but the Horesh Slain were defeated before the, the, uh, wars with the Necron. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, w- I would say that's leans pretty, that's pretty flimsy lore boys canon. Cause that's pretty yeah. cut and dry yeah. as far as like legit canon. Exactly. Uh, it's just, there's, there's uh, opposing things written okay, yeah. in different sources. So it's like. You got to pick one, I guess. Guys, you got to get your shit straight. Yeah. Games Workshop. Yeah. So they would also do battle uh, against the forces of the Necron and their star vampire overlords in helping the Old Ones uh, battle them. The Old Ones, you, re- you may remember, uh, also released horrors from the warp and eventually lost the war, uh, greatly reducing their numbers. So the Old Ones, the gods, uh, we've talked about these gods of the Eldar. Yes. There were other Old Ones. There were, these weren't the only ones. These were like the Eldar old ones who like hung out on the planet where the Eldars were coming from. Okay. Uh, they also created like the orcs uh, and a race of like hyper intelligent primates, which are like the opposite of orcs. So orcs are canonically the only uh, species in the entire galaxy with no natural fear of death. Oh, that's interesting. Because they were purely created as killing machines okay all they all they do is love to fight uh i personally love the orcs and like love their aesthetic and love their uh kind of mannerisms when you play an orc army in warhammer or 40k and i'm not sure if this is still a thing or just used to be a thing but they had a feature called animosity which is every every turn you had to like roll a random dice uh if your units weren't fighting so if your orcs weren't engaged with the enemy, they would just end up fighting each other and killing each other. Oh my god! In the meantime, so you literally just had to like get them into like combat as quickly as possible. <laughs> I know they have like some kind of like color-based latent magic abilities that they don't even recognize, right? Yeah, they they they're. I mean, so like, and I I love them in Age of Sigmar because they there's like a lot of goblins too, and yeah. the goblins all like worship the moon, you know, and they're like. They're just like great characters. There's some of them which are just like a lot of them too. They're like berserkers where they like they eat mushrooms before they go into battle, and so like those ones will fight anything. They'll like if you get one of those guys too close to your other armies, they'll just start fighting your other armies. Oh shit! Uh, 
So they're, they're fun, the orcs. Uh, but not what we're talking about, of course, but I get sidetracked sometimes. Orcs one day, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the old ones uh, did end up uh, losing the war against the Catan, the Star Vampires. Um, was it when they unleashed unspeakable horrors from the warp? So uh, the, the unspeakable wars kind of hurt everybody, and it's kind of like a war where it, it wasn't like a super clear victory for the Catan either. Okay. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, like we're going to agree to stop fighting now. We the, the Catan probably won out in the end, but it was kind of close. Um, so it, indeed, it was during the Necron War in Heaven, with the old ones greatly reduced, Cain would make a discovery. Cain would be battling the Nightbringer, Kalis Ra in the Old Tongue, and would use each of his swords to do so. Kalis Ra, the Nightbringer, is one of the uh, star vampires. Oh, okay, cool. So he's battling one of the more powerful of these star gods of the Necron. Uh, and it's when he reaches the last of his swords that he finds out. Oh, it was at the bottom of the pile. Uh-huh. A single sword, not fitting with the rest, was mixed in with his hundred swords of Val. He roared in anger, calling Val a cheat, a liar, and a thief. He immediately set out to track down Val and make him pay. Did he just call off this fight with the star vampire? I think he does end up defeating the okay. star vampire. I don't know. I don't think he... So it's like, it's confusing because they're kind of like gods of death in a lot of ways. And yeah. the star vampires themselves are super immaterial. The Necron build them husks to house them. Oh, okay. So like you can't really kill one of them. So he destroys his, his suit or whatever. Yeah. Even with the flimsy last sword. Um, I thought he just like called off. He's like, oh, that guy no, cheated no, no. me. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back, we buddy. Going, we are going to settle this, you and I, <laughs> old one god. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I got to go deal with this, okay? My fucking cousin ripped me off. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Good thing I kept this fucking receipt yeah, yeah. for the past thousand years. Oh, you can't trust family. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back to torturing my Listen, sister. This is why I never do business with my with family. You know, it's just, <laughs> it gets so messy so fast. Vampires work alone. Yeah. Uh, does next Tuesday work for you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's reschedule. Yeah. Writes it down. He's. It's like, it's my last pencil. That I, breaks. He's like, son of a son bitch. Of a bitch. Yeah. The pencil I, god ripped me off too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he uh, immediately sets out, sets out to track down Vol and make him pay. Uh, this leads to the war in heaven referenced in Eldar myth. So uh, The war between within heaven, like exactly. the civil one. So this is what the Eldar call this conflict coming up. Okay. Um, it's kind of unclear. Uh, so I, th- I think, and like... The Eldar myth is kind of told from the perspective of future Eldar retelling the stories of their creation and all that. Okay, well that makes sense. It's it's that we're talking about like their mythology that yeah. they've written down, translated, written down again, translated like that sort of shit. Exactly, kind of like our real thing. So they call it the War in Heaven. Uh, it it is the War in Heaven was this conflict with the Necron. Yeah, but the conflict with the Necron kind of kicked off the conflict amongst the gods themselves. And future Eldar see it kind of as all one big mess. Okay. Well, yeah, because there wasn't really a break if, whilst fighting a star vampire in the war in heaven, finding out he had a shitty knockoff sword, and then continuing to fight, but now, like, within the gods themselves. Exactly. Technically one conflict. Hey, sure. Uh, different sides, but sure. I see it. I understand where they're coming from. <laughs> um, so uh, the gods were polarized, splitting into Cain's faction and Vol's faction, and descending, descended into violent, bloody warfare for ages. The war was mirrored in the mortal realm as Eldar factions also went to war with one another. Like depending on which church they went to, basically? Yeah, pretty much. So like there was the one uh, faction who was like, okay, there's this guy. He uh, saved our parents from uh, an eternity eternity of torture. He, uh, you know, uh, helped us communicate with them. He, uh, you know, went out of his way 
to uh, get our parents out. And now this other guy who was trying to kill us for a long time wants to kill him. Uh, so we're going to be on the guy who wants to kill him side. Cool? Because <laughs> yeah. he got ripped off, and that's just not cool. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, he promised him 100 swords. He only gave him 99. <laughs> well, he technically gave him 100 swords, just one was not magic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and it's like, couldn't you have just given him, like, an, a one-week extension to finish that last sword? <laughs> or just, like, a couple of days? Yeah, like, he got 99 done in a year. He can't take him that long to do them. Less yeah, than a week. Good, yeah. like, that's two a week. Um so uh, they split into factions. Uh, Asurian, the uh, foremost of the Eldar gods, the god of wisdom, the uh, dad, the dad, who the dad of our of our tale, does not know how to solve conflict within within the family whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he doesn't take a side. He watches mournfully as the Eldar pantheon slowly tears itself apart. What could I have done wrong? Yeah, that's it. Sure, surely this is not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Vol. Knowing he would be hard-pressed to defeat Cain in single combat. Cain, the god of war and murder and bloodshed. Plus, he'd already given away all his fucking violence. swords. Uh, great point. Yeah. So Hurt, he's, he, sets, for swords. he sets about completing the hundredth sword. Oh. The one originally intended for Cain. One greater than all the other swords. Mm. He would name it Anaris. And with it, he strode to do battle with Cain. The two fought fiercely. And, though the power of Anar- and through the power of Anaris, uh, Val would come close. Uh, in the end, the overwhelming power of Cain's fury would see through. He defeats Vol, and as punishment, chains him to his anvil, where he would be forced forced to forge the God of War weapons for the rest of time. Okay. So it seems like, again, uh, Cain's just getting to pick his own punishments. Cain really feels like the uh, older half-brother that Assyrian had with another woman who's like no longer in the picture. Oh, yeah. And just like... <laughs> feels really bad and he doesn't want to discipline him too much he's just like i know he's an asshole but like he's gonna be worse if i try and if i try and stop him now you know like <laughs> so i'll i'll just let him pick the other kids punishments yeah that's it he, he, he can kick my ass if we're being honest you know like I'm, I'm <laughs> he's very tall up there. yeah that's it he's 28 he's in his prime like, he's, <laughs> he's been working out like he had that stint in prison like he's just <laughs> Got the, he's got like a, the teardrop tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the like the the punishment for uh, for Vol isn't even that bad. It's just like he just doesn't get to retire. That's it. It's like, like do your job. Continue being a smith forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I I kind of like being a smith actually. <laughs> no, my one true passion. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, your passion turning into a job. It's kind of like you know. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. It's like when our podcast became full time. <laughs> we started releasing an episode every day. Oh yeah, that was sad. that was a fucking nightmare. That was torturous. Honestly. I think I would have liked it more if I wasn't chained to the anvil when we did it. Yeah, when we uh, when we forged the podcast over (laughs) over the fires of (laughs) the fires of our idiocy. Yeah, Uh, in my uh, in my crucible that I have here that we're recording on right now. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and it's it is a bitch to edit out the blows of hammers and the uh, the bellows. Yeah, Jamie managed to isolate it though, which is good. That's it. It it helps. It helps cut back. We still got to listen to the whole thing for all the the clings. Um. So Vol falls to Cain, uh, the main man. Vol falls. Vol falls to Cain, the main man. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, after that, even Eldenesh, hero of the Eldar, was unable to defeat Cain after his getting his hand on Anaris. And after Cain left him broken, he would earn himself the name Kayla Mensha Cain, Cain the Bloody Handed. Okay. So uh, it's kind of a title for him. Uh, a lot of people who play Warhammer would probably have heard Kayla Mensha Cain. If you didn't know when it was from, it was from when he slew Eldenesh 
and Vol. The greatest hero the Elder I've ever known. Oh, he didn't slay Vol. He defeated him, and then... He defeated right. him and chained him to his anvil. Yeah. He did slay Eldenesh. He's right. like, okay. fuck you, punk kid. Uh, I know we fought in countless battles together, and we were like probably pretty close, and you probably saved my life a couple times. Yep. I probably saved your life a couple times. Yeah. I'm going to kill you because... I'm mad at your mom. Yeah, I'm mad at your mom and, I guess, your uncle Vol uh, for oh, trying yeah. to defend your mom and your dad. Yeah. And... And giving me one wooden sword. <laughs> uh, so it was at this point, after Eldenesh had been slain, that Asurian finally stepped in and put an end to it. It's like, okay, okay, Cain, you killed a kid. We cool. believe you, okay. Cool, cool, dude. Yeah, great. Can we get back to Thanksgiving? <laughs> the turkey's getting dry. <laughs> the gravy's all lumpy now. God damn it. Um, Cain, satisfied with his vengeance, would leave the field. So he's like, yeah, cool. I killed the baby. I can, I can go for some turkey. I can go for some turkey now. Vol, you want you want me to bring you a plate, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid forge over there. <laughs> uh, for some time, <laughs> slide a bunch of turkey under the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> just like put Full it on of straw. Just like just come up behind him while he's like hammering on his anvil. And just like put it on the anvil. He just like smashes his own <laughs> plate. Like <laughs> there you go. Enjoy, buddy. Like, <laughs> I'll make your fucking sores, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> uh, do, they, do these people have images, or are these, like, ethereal beings? Do we know what these guys look like? Uh, I assume they do have images. I didn't look it up. I will look, because I would love to draw a man smashing a turkey dinner with a hammer. I would I would be surprised if they didn't, just for, like, the sheer volume of of Warhammer lore and right. fanfic and everything that's come out over the years. Cool. I'll try and find that. You do that, Peter. I like that one. You do that, Peter. It's a funny joke, Ethan. For, <laughs> I mean, you could... Uh, I'll you, unchain you from your computer. Oh, yeah. You have to remember to give him Frosted Tips, though. Right, the haircut. He did stop for the haircut. That's, that's what led us to this whole thing. I got stopping for the haircut. Shit, that's true. That was that was the reason. You Fuck. could just draw Guy Fieri tied to an anvil. <laughs> Smashing a turkey dinner with a hammer. Yeah. He would make him so sad. Yeah, he exactly. Loves, he loves ex- food. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, that's what makes it the ultimate punishment. <laughs> it wasn't the being chained to the anvil. It was no. the him having to to wreck food all these yeah, years. Guy Fieri condemned to destroy food for all eternity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, for some time, uh, the Elder Gods of the Eldar would return to relative peace, with Isha and Kurnos in hiding, and Val left slaving away for Cain. So, uh, Val died, and Isha and Kurnos were like, ooh, if he can't kill him with his special sword, what hope do we have? Then they're like, I know, our oldest baby. Uh, you go fight him. Oh, he killed our oldest baby. We better go now. <laughs> uh, so, they leave. They go into hiding. Nobody really knows where. Okay. Under a big rock somewhere. Did they check in the woods or possibly in a wheat field because of the harvest and hunt thing? Hmm, I wonder. Hmm. I wonder what's beneath this big tarp in the middle of a wheat field. <laughs> oh, well, no time for that. I got to go to a haircut. Vol just reminded me. <laughs> yeah, Vol's hair is getting real long. That reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> all the Eldar gods have Guy Fieri frosted tips. That's what all look like. Lower voice can. <laughs> you asked me at the top of the show. I said I didn't know, but I did know. I just was too... Yeah, there you go. It was too awesome to say. Didn't want to spoil it. Exactly. I like the idea that they wouldn't look under that tarp in that field, because now the field is like obviously completely fucking... Barren. barren and because, just like, like rotted yeah because like nobody knows what to do it's yeah. just like hmm what did mom used to say over the rock <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think she said like cut it <laughs> some about uh rotating something but i don't know what what's like up? one one completely new field and one like dead field yeah, right yeah, next to yeah. it yeah like, I, I don't know what to do let's here. all get in the field and just like rotate like just a bunch of eldar standing spinning in a field around. spinning <laughs> <laughs> uh this seems to be working 
Uh, so for, thousand, for a thousand years, the Eldar lived and spread throughout the galaxy. And they were quite good at it. That seems like, yeah, I mean... They came to preeminence amongst the races of their, their system, looking down on most of the others as barbarians. The Eldar were hot shit. They ruled the galaxy. They spread throughout all, all portions of it, basically. Um, and they... They're like they, the rich kids, basically. Yeah, they were like really spoiled. They were really, they truly believed they were better than almost all the other races, yeah. including the uh, hyper intelligent uh, monkeys, primates. Oh, okay, yeah. The Zorks or something they're called. Uh, it, it wasn't a very creative name. <laughs> the Zorks it, or it, something? It, it's actually what it was. It was like the orcs were called like the Jorks. Okay. And the monkeys were called like the Zorks. That sounds like a last minute thing. It, it seemed kind of, yeah. it seemed very like 1980s. Yeah. Like, cocaine-fueled board meeting like we need a name for these things zorks and jorks baby <laughs> let's go to the strip club because <laughs> uh, i'm sure the uh games workshop warhammer developers in the 80s were all about strip clubs and cocaine it was just like the wolf of wall street yeah but, but <laughs> exactly. with tiny toys everywhere <laughs> exactly um but they the they basically the the primates were like counterparts to the orcs where orcs were like very stupid and ultra violent the primates were hairy uh, similarly shaped, but hairy, uh, super intelligent, and peaceful. Okay. More or less peaceful. They were Zen monkeys. They were Winstons, basically. Exactly okay. like Winstons, yeah. Uh, not to once again accuse Blizzard of being unoriginal, uh, but Blizzard, yeah, unoriginal. Yeah. I re-listened to the Necron episode. We did that a lot, that episode. <laughs> Fucking whoops, man. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for Blizzard. So, yeah, I enjoy some of their games a fair, uh, yeah. fair, fair amount. Win- Winston from famous game Overwatch 2? Overwatch 2, dude. It's coming out. <laughs> uh, so there, the Eldar gods grew more distant, uh, no longer meddling in the affairs, uh, the lesser affairs of their baguette. They're grown up now. They're looking down on lesser races. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need their mommy no more. <laughs> well, their mom's in hiding and their dad's in hiding. Oh yeah. And so I guess the rest of the gods were just like, not my fucking kids. Yeah. Well, uh, it, I, they don't have like that, that weird hobo always in the background that kind of follows them around. It's like, well, that looks like the same homeless guy from a different planet, but it's just like their dad and yeah, their dad like and keeping hoodie. an eye on them. Yeah. Uh, Lorbeus Cannon, they did have that. Good. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Uh, their mom took the form of a cow as the god of the harvest. Goddess of the harvest. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. That's why the god, Kernos, is very Greek, is all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they spread throughout the, the galaxy. Their gods... Uh, not abandoned them, but just kind of stopped paying attention to them. Yeah. Well, they well, seemed like they got their shit down. Their gods gave them, you know, access to the, or some access to the uh, warp only when they needed it, but not really access to the warp like the old ones had had okay, it. Yeah. Um, they have a rental warp, basically. Yeah, that's it. There was one uh, god who I haven't mes- mentioned yet, uh, Sigoric. He didn't give anything to the Eldar at the beginning, at least, at the dawn of their creation. Okay, yeah. Um, but he's the one who truly had masters of the webway or would gain access to the webway. Okay. So he's got like warp to go. Basically. He's got like a, a like a ride sharing program for exactly, uh, yeah. the chaos dimension. He's the one who can like zip them around and stuff. Okay. And the old ones are greatly diminished at this point. Their civilization is very much on the decline. Right. Uh, the Eldar civilization is kind of like budding and doing its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but with the gods gone, the Eldar grew arrogant and they grew indulgent. No other race could rival their achievements, threaten the stability of their empire, or take away their wealth. Other races were disregarded as mere barbarians or mere animals, and the entities of the warp were hugely underestimated, not studied, and not recognized as a serious threat. 
Eldar society as a whole increasingly preoccupied itself with, own, with its own desires. Neglecting the need for self-control and moderation, too many indulged themselves in debauchery and excess. Indul- it. Uh, indulging themselves with dark and hedonistic pleasures. This is what I'm talking about. So this is probably when Slaanesh is going to catch wind of this and go to their orgy craft world. Because so, desire has gotten out of hand. This is when desire gets out of hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, a prophet rose from amongst the Eldar, one Shana Gathon, and with him came a new church in the Eldar faith. The prophet and his priests were excited for one thing, the coming of a new god to the Eldar people. Uh-oh. Gods have been gone for a while. You guys notice? Mom and dad said they'd be back like 3,000 years ago. Still nothing. Still nothing. But I'm calling it. There's going to be a new one soon. Mm-hmm. We got to keep having blood orgies, though. Cults appeared everywhere, dedicated to esoteric knowledge, sensual pleasure, and sexual gratification. Nice. Entire planets covered in orgy. Covered in orgy. See, that sounds cool on paper. Sounds smelly on paper. Can you imagine, dude, can you imagine what the atmosphere of that planet would be like? Just so foggy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, so so humid. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of that humidity you can kind of smell and taste. Oh, yeah, for right sure. Right on the tip of your lips. There would be a lot of taste to that planet, if Ugh. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, on Belial 4, Shanaganoth pre- prepared a mighty ritual supposedly to usher in a new age of even greater pleasure. Oh, no. Belial's uh, uh, not just a battle mech, uh, but also like a Hebrew demon, as far as I recall. It's the devil in Hebrew. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's, the de- it's the devil. I did Google that okay, for good. this episode. There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I did a very cursory Google on it, but it seems to be, it might just be the demon in Hebrew, but it's the demon that goes on to become the devil in Christian faith. Oh, interesting. So it's, cool. It's, it's the devil. It's Belial. Cool. Uh, so... He's like, everybody, let's, uh, everybody come to my place. This place named after nothing. You know, just named out. It's just a name. Whatever. I just made it up. I just made it up. It was, uh, I thought it sounded cool. Everybody come to my place, uh, my house with this weird name. Uh, and we're going to have a party. We're going to have a fucking rager, dude. What should you, I bring? You guys think, okay, so I know you guys have been doing a lot of meth, a lot of coke. You guys have been doing a lot of heroin. A lot of orgying. You guys been fucking a lot. They're like very free love. I'm into it, dude. It's been a lot of fucking fun. You know what I mean? We all do what we want. What we want. We get drunk. We smash our bottles on the floor. That's not a problem. What if I told you that's like party level one, and I got party level two over here at my house? We're talking a kegger, dude. We're talking donkey shows. We're talking. It's a donkey show. Uh, Google it. Okay. <laughs> I might not. Uh, you don't need to. On incognito mode, maybe. It's a woman sucking a donkey's dick. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got, you know, uh, my mom and dad are gone, just like everybody's mom and dad. They haven't been ba- moving around for like 3,000 3, years. My mom and dad are going to be out of town for three millennia. Yeah. It's going to be wild, <laughs> it's dude. It's fucking wild, man. My dad doesn't put a lock on the liquor cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the this is the liquor that gets gods drunk. Oh, God. Uh, something about a uh, taste of the spirit. Am I right? Hey. <laughs> uh, so he has everyone over. So everyone goes to the house. They're like, fuck yeah, dude. That sounds rad. They roll up in their, you know, Toyota Camrys, their whatever whatever cars you drove in high school. Whatever car you drove in high school, that's what the Eldar rocked Your teal Civic with the one black door. There you go. That might just be a Quebec thing. Maybe, yeah. Um, They all show up. Everybody starts to party. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Does a rift to the warp open up? Shanagathon. He's like, guys, you think this is good? You ready to go to party level two? Here we go. Whoa, man. I already thought this was party level two. The watching crowd had their souls ripped out of them and consumed by a new god. 
Slanesh. I knew it. So this is not Slanesh showing up. This is the birth of Slanesh. Oh, fuck. This is the Eldar creating oh. Slanesh through uh, galactic levels of, of debauchery. Oh, my yeah. God. That's pretty good. Slanesh had finally awoken and was utterly famished for Eldar souls. Millions of souls were consumed, and many surviving Eldar uh, on the planet descended into utter madness, killing each other and destroying everything they could. But that's still kind of debauchery and chaos, so that would probably power more, make Slanesh even hornier. Mm-hmm. So Slanesh is the last of the major gods. Uh, so we had, you mentioned earlier there's Nurgle, there's Corn. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple known gods of the uh of the elder yeah um and slanesh is one of the main ones and she he she they were the last is it like a shape-shifting lust demon dep- it is a depending on who needs demon. to fuck it is most often seen uh as their left half is female and their right half is male cool and there's like a whole bunch of like tentacles and appendages and like cysty parts you know all over it yeah it's not pretty just like a normal person's body right? exactly all the cysts. Tentacles and, like, cockroach legs and stuff. Yeah, and, like, the thousand writhing cocks hanging off one side of its body. Yeah. Sick. And cool. the boob on the other side. And the one boob. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a little saggy, which is gross. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows one boob has a th- the power of a thousand penises. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Ladies, yeah. I'm not single. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they create Slanesh, a demon born from the warp, who had come to the Eldar. Now, so, does the warp... Like, have just, like, some god energy kicking around that it can then, when you get a galactic house orgy, is it just like, oh, well, that's exactly the incubation that this chaos egg needed to birth a new god. So, um... Or did it, or is it just like, did it just, like, spontaneously appear like people used to think maggots did? Yeah, so it seems to be, like, uh, it's it's not super, super clear. It's okay. It's immense power, whatever's in, in the warp, and it thrives where life exists okay so uh the reason why warhammer 40k takes place in a galaxy and not in the universe is because it cannot exist the warp cannot exist where there's no life okay and there's no life between galaxies and it's hundreds of millions of light years between galaxies oh, okay that makes sense so they can use this warp to travel quickly around the galaxy because it's can- just cozy up it's cozied up to all these planets with life on them. that's it okay so that and that really feels like a really I don't even want to say convenient. I want to say like creative way to say we're in space. We have near infinite resources, but we don't actually have infinite resources because we can't just keep going between galaxies. Right, and right, right. With all these other, all these, you know, races, uh, eventually it does get crowded in there. Yeah. But that is a good way to just like, it's a good way to contain your uh, world for writing purposes mm-hmm. where because as soon as you get uh, too broad, Right? This kind of happened in later Bioshocks. It happens in Star Wars a lot where, like, the Force just solves pro- yeah. solves plot holes. Yeah. Or, like, Adam as well in Bioshock is kind of just plot hole filler. It's exactly. just like, how the fuck did that happen? Um, we have script magic have, yes. injected into you. Space magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Slanesh is born, and with this is kind of the... Uh, kind of an invasion of the Chaos Gods and the uh, Chaos Forces. Not... Chaos Space Marines, because there's no Space Marines yet. Because humanity, I guess, haven't has either not probably hasn't evolved or made it this far into space. Probably still monkeys. Okay, honestly, uh, this is probably a few billion years ago. Um, this is well before 40k. Yeah, well yeah. before 20k. 
when the Horus Heresy things started. Yeah. Um. So the old ones, or not the old ones? Sorry, the the Chaos Gods show up and uh, kill almost all of the Elder Gods. Uh, the last of the old ones. Some think, but probably. Yeah. Uh, as they struck unsuspecting upon the Eldar. So the Eldar, to their credit, rise to their defense. You know, they're pretty pretty used to war or whatever, but yeah. it's been a couple tens of thousands of years of just general debauchery. And they're not, all really not fighting. fat and out of shape. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Jesus, not again. Can't close the armor. The yeah. little belts on the sides <laughs> are too, <it. laughs> too far apart. Yeah, keep tripping over their swords and stuff. <laughs> so. um, Asurian... Val, Kurnos, and many others fall to Slanesh. Isha was taken captive, so she was eventually found uh, and was taken captive. I think she probably came out of hiding to help fight. Under, from under the tarp. Exactly, yeah. Ha ha, it was me under this tarp. Just like the field <laughs> is empty. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had stood up sooner. She was taken captive at some point. It's believed uh, that she remains present, prisoner to Nurgle to this day. Okay. So one of the other main go- uh, chaos, chaos gods. gods. What does Nurgle do? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Is that the plague and sickness one? Probably. Is, is that the rotting one? We'll say sure. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting one. There's four main ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm forgetting one. I think I've... I think Nurgle because I watched a bunch of lore videos anyway. after the videos after the episodes we'd done because mm-hmm. I just was thirsty for more. Yeah. And I think Nurgle is the plague marine god. Could be. Yeah. I, I think. Could be. Yeah. I'm like sixty percent sure though. Like okay. not even that good. There we go. Sixty percent is good enough for me. Good enough for the government of Quebec. Yeah. That'll get you out of high school. So. Uh, Almost all the old ones die. Isha does not die. She was taken prisoner yep. uh, by Nurgle. Uh, Sigoric, uh, the laughing god and leader of the Eldar Harlequins, would escape via the webways as, like I said, only he had true mastery of it. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to dip. Sayonara, idiot. Finally, uh, Cain would take take the field against Slanesh, but even he, wielding the greatest sword ever forged by the old ones, would be defeated. So he has Anaris, well, the, oh, right, the yeah. 100th sword now. Uh, he was shattered into a thousand pieces. Uh, those that would go on to fuse with the Eldar craft worlds and give birth to the avatars of Cain in the future. Cool. So an avatar of Cain. Oh, he shattered into a thousand pieces. He, he shatters into a thousand pieces. He does not die, technically. Cool. His hatred is too strong. His anger, too undying. Uh, he's broken into a thousand pieces. Uh, a thousand tiny angry pieces. Exactly. Uh, they're pretty much like squirreled away on Eldar craft worlds. Cool. Um, and the, an avatar of Cain is like a unit that you can have when you play Warhammer 40k. Okay, cool. So it's like you have a spirit of the God of War. It's like it, a unique unit, I guess. Uh, it's either a unique unit or it's like a, a regiment. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. But um, it is like they're like, elite, it's going to be like an elite. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Either squad or independent unit. It's an $80 figurine is what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Or Well, they're all, it's like an $80 figurine or an $80 box of figurines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one or the other. At least the boxes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Sigoric basically sees Cain shattered into a thousand pieces, like, okay, I'm gonna go then. <laughs> uh, so he leaves, uh, chaos kind of reigns in the galaxy for a couple hundred years, whatever. The, the orcs end up, uh, I think mostly winning the, the conflict against the chaos gods and like pushing them back. But then they infight amongst themselves so much that, uh, things kind of come to a, a balance again. Okay. Uh, as the humans kind of like go into that gap over the next, whatever, however many tens of thousands of years. Uh, and that's probably a good place to end it, I think, the fall of the Eldar. Oh, fuck, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The Eldar 
much diminished from their once uh, galaxy ruling selves. They got bored and then they got drunk and they, fat. They got bored, drunk and fat, and uh, it came for them just yeah. like it comes for us all, I guess. <laughs> I can't wait to birth my own orgy god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been Ethan. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, hit us up on Discord if you want to tell us this episode was cool, if you want to tell us this episode sucked. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else that you can think of. Please, those are fantastic. We did get a new one recently uh, that was very brief and weird, but that's exactly how I like it. It was mm-hmm. still five stars. There you go. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the, re- the review, Mysterious Reviewer. Yeah. Uh, we always promise to read your reviews on air, and we always forget to do it yep. until the, the moment happens. <laughs> so uh, next episode, I'll make a note on my phone to, to read your review on air. Um, also, we'll thank you in person on Discord if you tell us, hey, I was the one who left that review. Um, I've been Ethan Palmer. You can find me at Ethan the Dead Man. Find the Lore Boys at Lore Boys. Uh, Patreon.com slash Lore Boys if you want to support us. Uh, YouTube.com slash the Lore Boys. Uh, I've been Peter O'Donoghue. You can find me at Pete O'Donoghue on the Twitter. Uh, at Lore Boys Podcast on the Instagram. Go check out some of that new shit. We've got an awkward prom and an angry horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, you'll get some holiday updates going forwards. Uh, we don't seem too, too busy, but we will keep you guys posted as best we can uh, with episode scheduling and what's going on with Christmas and our families. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh- but... If you want to support our families, Ethan, I think you have a pretty good deal Yeah, this so, year. Um, as everyone knows, we do have uh, patreon.com slash loreboys. Uh, we have different tiers. That's for uh, bitch money, though, if you want to go where the man money's at. Bitch money, yeah. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate your bitch money. But, bitch money's uh, still good at the bank, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full, full, full disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> still valid. Yeah. <laughs> Legal tender. Um, anybody who doesn't trust the banks, doesn't trust uh, the Patreons, uh, we always have Loreboys Prime. We always have a, a fantastic homegrown solution to your to your issues. Grassroots. So uh, anybody who wants to support the show financially and doesn't trust Patreon, what you can hit us up with is 100 swords a month. Sign up for the subscription, mail us 100 swords a month, and we will give you exclusive access to our raging party that is going to birth a new sex god. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not we're not kidding you uh we're not gonna deceive you and tell you it's a bitchin party with no birth of a sex god which is going to consume your soul we're just straight up telling you your soul is going to be consumed by the sex god you're going to live in a chaotic sex god for the rest of eternity all for the low low price of 100 swords 100 swords a month. is pretty good 100 swords a month uh if we do happen to find that you cannot deliver on 100 swords a month you do not want us to find out that you cannot deliver. On We're going to ban you from iTunes from one. Uh-huh. So that's going to be sad. We're going to chain you to an anvil and make you smash turkey for the rest of existence. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that constitutes... That constitutes... A lore boys, lore boys out. Out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.